Hello and welcome to Waves of YA, a YA podcast focused on young adult literacy brought to you by the Ocean County Library's Teen Literacy Workgroup. My name is Chichilia. I'm one of the teen librarians at the Tom's River Branch. Joining me today, we have... Lindsay, and I'm also from the Tom's River Branch. I'm also a YA librarian. I'm Colleen. I'm from the Lacey Branch. I'm the YA librarian down there. And I am also Lindsay, and I am a YA librarian at the Brick Branch. Today's episode is Best YA Audiobooks. We'll be focused on young adult books that are excellent to listen to and what exactly makes a great audiobook. So I know everyone here is a big audiobook reader. We'll start off with, do you count your audiobooks as actually reading books? Yes, absolutely. Otherwise, I wouldn't get any other reading done in the year. <laughs> yes. Because even when I read a book, I also forget what I just read. So I don't find it any different than listening to a book. And I just know my life is so busy that if I don't listen to it, I'm not going to have time to sit down and read a book. I need to be driving my car or cleaning my house or something. I just want to read as many books as possible. So always have an audiobook in addition to whatever I'm reading physically. Oh, absolutely. My speed is always turned up too. So I fly through them. Like I don't listen like <laughs> under 2.75 because I can't. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The, the me, my God. I can't, re- I can't listen to them. Crazy. I think the highest I go is 1.10. I can't. I'm like, what are you, um, slow down. For, for <laughs> a new book, hard. I do like a 2.3. For like a book I've listened to before, I can do a 3.0, but that's only for like Harry Potter. That oh I've listened goodness. to. 25. How do you even enjoy that? <laughs> <laughs> I just listened to so many of them that I guess I just got used to it. But like, yeah. once you do get used to that speed, honestly, it helps you crack down on so many books, especially being a YA librarian and trying to keep like your repertoire a little bigger than some other people may have to. That yeah. it definitely helps you get some I done. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> specifically because we need to recommend so many things yeah. like we don't necessarily need to be able to write a test or a paper on what we read we just have to be able to say oh this was good this was a good book this is why this was what was good about it so or I not that's why it and works why. oh yeah this, sucked. <laughs> this book sucked i got two hours I into guess, it and then i was no i guess i have to practice my listening skills but did you ever like when i started listening to books on like apps where you can change the speeds and then I would try to listen to the books on CD in a car I couldn't do it I was like this is far too slow like, yeah what's ridiculous so then I was just it just I never never again listened to anything in the car until I got my bluetooth in the car that's fascinating to me I really can't believe that you guys listen to books that <laughs> all right <laughs> So you guys have talked about listening on certain speeds. What are your favorite other kinds of aspects of audiobooks? Dual narrators. Some audiobooks have like sound effects and read like plays. Um, Are there any certain aspects you like about audiobooks? And if you give some examples of different audiobooks. Yeah, I'll say one of my favorites is the Illumini Files uh, by oh, yeah. Amy Kaufman and uh, Jay Kristoff, because not only is it a full cast audio, but you also get all the sound effects. It's set, it's science fiction, so it's set in space. 
And one of the characters is a computer. So like every time he talks, you hear like a boop, boop. It, it's really awesome. I just think that the special effects make it feel like you're watching a movie instead of listening to a book. Yeah, that's a really good example that I couldn't think of at all. I would never <laughs> I'm like looking at my list of audiobooks and like, yeah, because that's the, I really like dual narration, but I also like just one narrator. I guess it just depends on if it fits the story. And the Illumini Files is just fantastic. And it's just a really awesome book. And I'm at, although I didn't read it, so I wonder if it would have been better as a book or if it's better as an audiobook. I will say that they also did the Aurora, Aurora Rising, Aurora Burning, that series. And I actually listened to it while I read it. So I could see the cool special because they have journal entries and file pages. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but they also draw stuff out in the book as well as have that special audio. So it's cool to see and hear it at the same time. But that's not always practical for everyone. Yeah, that is cool. When is that last book coming out? This month. (gasps) Oh, I'm so excited. That's a great series. And then sometimes I do like when the author reads their own book. One of the best examples is um, Jason Reynolds reading Long Way Down. It's written in like verse, right? I think he reads it exactly how it should be read, which I don't know if everybody could have done, which is really cool. And he just has a great voice. That's yeah, but what I, I look for. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, and I find it when I listen to adult books, it's just like they're just reading it; they're not acting it out. Mm-hmm. Whereas in YA, it's like they're acting out mm-hmm. the story, yeah. and it's I agree. Really incredible. I tried to listen to Jerry Seinfeld's book and I was like, it's going to be good because he's an actor comedian and it was so dry and so boring. <laughs> I didn't finish obviously, but <laughs> yeah, I, that I like YA for that because you get a lot of quality narration. Sometimes I, I really like listening to uh, YA biography audiobooks just because I know specifically like all boys aren't blue by George M. Johnson His story is so moving and such a hard topic to discuss that hearing him discuss his own situation in a way that I wouldn't have wanted to hear another narrator speak about. It's just completely different situation. You just feel like you're in it. I agree. I think like memoirs, especially, I want to hear it read from the person who wrote it because otherwise that's not fun (laughs) (laughs) but i don't necessarily like authors reading like fiction like i would rather have a a well-established narrator like voice actor voice actor yeah Yeah. read it than the author sometimes it has to be entertaining yeah exactly so you talked about some aspects of what makes a good audiobook, but what do you think makes a good narrator? Is there a certain cadence or tone, or does it have to match the character? What do you think makes either a good audiobook or a good narrator? I think it has to match the intensity. If it's fluff, it should be like, la, 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 la. But if I'm reading like a horror book, it should be really, really intense. And they should be able to get me on the edge of my seat. Like they're about to murder somebody. I started listening to Clown in the <gasps> I just finished that yesterday. But Je- <laughs> the narrator is Jessie Zielinski. And I listen to her all the time. But I didn't like her for that. So I didn't finish. Was it good? Should I go back? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I highly suggest that you. Because I've listened to finish. other books of her that she's read and she to me is good at 
That book was a little slow in the beginning. Yeah, I, mean, I, I guess that's what it, maybe that's all it was. Maybe it was the writing and not her. Yeah, because like she's yeah. talking and she's like in a new town and she's kind of mm-hmm. like ambivalent about life and then things yeah. start getting exciting. Like because crazy. she did do um, I Killed Zoe Spanos and I really liked that one on audio because of the podcast mm-hmm. portion. And I think the episodes are really cool how they're like mixed in throughout the book. So Yeah, that was know. very, very cool. And that you don't mm-hmm. see a lot. Mm-hmm. And that it was kind of like that in Sadie too, right? There was like it was broken yes. up a bit. Yes, it's really cool. I love Sadie. I don't know. I find yeah. that hard because sometimes I feel like there's a lot of aspects that can really ruin an audiobook, even if it's a great story. Like there's so many times where I'll start listening to a book and I'm like, this person is just monotone, <laughs> and yeah, then you keep turning the up the speed, turning up the speed, and they're just talking so slowly that it still is just moving so slow. So I just <laughs> feel like there's so many aspects that unfortunately can just ruin a good story. Yeah, there's an actor that does a lot of Stephen King books, a lot of recent ones. I had to get used to his the way he talked because he was like, I'm like, and I'm, I'm just like the first time I heard him, I'm like, this is boring. But then like I got to know him, and so it fit that specific type mm-hmm. of writing but i wouldn't want to hear him talk like read a lot of different books yeah it's just like just those and i remember one of the first books i was trying like it's really only happens with adult books i swear i never come across a ya book that's kind of boring the adult books can be a little more monotone i don't know why that is because you're just not reading the right books that could be. <laughs> I only read adult horror. If you listen to Marin Ireland, she can read anything. You know, she does a lot of adult stuff. And Julia Whalen, she's great. So, you know, you just need to find the right narrators. That is what I love about narrators is that you latch on to someone and you realize how well they've done a book. And automatically that name stays in the back of your head. And you're like, I am listening to this person over and Mm -hmm. over again. Mm -hmm. And I don't know her name off the top of my head. I know I was talking with Chili about it the other day. But there's a narrator who does Dread Nation by Justina Ireland. And she did Allegedly by Tiffany D. Jackson. And she is so good. I'm going to look up her name. Bonnie Turpin. Bonnie, yep. Oh, she's I perfect. don't very like cool. Bonnie Turpin. And really? I'm sorry. I'm oh my sorry. god, I love her. I think she <laughs> is excellent, but for some reason, that one she just doesn't for me. <laughs> I think she's really good. <laughs> my hang-up with narrators is if they can't do other people's voices. Like if I can't distinguish between the love mm-hmm. interest and then the mom, if they both mm-hmm. sound the same, yeah, I'm like, that's a problem. <laughs> <very confused>. yeah. <laughs> like if they're or not they doing the voice. Yeah. Just like if like... they're not even trying or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm reading a book right now and it's dual narrator. It's both can be true. And I actually really enjoy it because the way they both do each other's voices in the opposites sounds like the other person. So it kind of works. I'm not confused like who's who or whatever. Mm. There's been other books where they are in two people's points of views, but they don't do dual narration. And then I get mad. (laughs) I'm like, who's talking right now? Unless they do a really good voice for the, you know, the other person. So you guys talked a little bit about favorite narrators. Are there certain genres of books or any other favorite narrators or favorite genres you like to listen to? Or ones you're like, I, I just can't listen to the genre on audio. I have to read it. I struggle with fantasy on audio. Uh, I, read, I can read anything on audio. 
except for classics. Like I try to well, read like a, one classic a year. Like I can't listen to Hemingway or like Austin. <laughs> I mostly I'll be like, what is this word? on audio. What was that? I have to say, I particularly like uh, novels in verse on audio. Not only because it's shorter, <laughs> it goes by really quickly, True. but also because I feel like sometimes because it's written in that poetic way that. I just can't read it as smoothly as they're trying mm-hmm. to execute. And I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> and the I would audio literally just never, I would never <laughs> read a novel in verse, but I will listen to it. Yeah. See, I like reading them because they are quick and I don't even like think about how I am reading it. I'm just like, let me just get this story. It's going to take me an hour. <laughs> but I know uh, Call Me Athena, we just got it in. It's in verse, and I'm excited. I want to listen to it because I think it will be really good. And I've never listened to an audiobook in verse before. Ooh. So I'm excited. What is that about, and who's it by? It's, I believe there are three characters. I don't know if the audiobook has a cast. It's by Colby Cedar Smith. I think it's historical fiction. It's loosely based about the author's paternal grandmother. She's born to Greek and French immigrants, and she's living in Detroit in the 1930s. Sounds really good, yeah. Hopefully, Yeah, it sounds really – it looks really cool. The cover is beautiful. I think yeah. I had it here, and then I put it back. But I just Googled it. It looks really nice. Yeah. So I'm excited to – I want to listen to that one. I don't know if this is really a genre, but more in realistic fiction, I think. But a lot of the times you'll get books that have, like, email addresses or usernames or things of that nature in the text. And when you're reading that or listening to that in an audiobook, and it's like over yeah. and over and over and you're like, I get it, who's talking? Like, <laughs> I read a middle grade yeah. book and it was about these two kids writing to each other for, I think they were a camp, two night owl from Dogfish, it's middle grade. And it was really good, but they were emailing and it would just be reply, 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 re, re, re. They were just like, re, 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 re. Re 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 re. Stand it. I think yeah. my review actually says re 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 re. On the <laughs> because, yeah, because that'd I be couldn't a better way to stand it. That. I was like, what <laughs> is this? So yeah, I totally understand that. I get that. That's a pain to hear all that. So where does everybody listen to your audiobooks? like on commutes I know that's a big thing um I personally listen while I'm cooking or like knitting or doing something else so where does everybody else listen cleaning Cleaning. doing the dishes laundry gardening walking definitely walking as well I walk my dog a lot I listen in bed before I go to sleep Mm. yeah sometimes I'll just sit there do my sudoku if I'm trying to finish a book like, yeah, I'm always I'll playing just be a game on my iPad while I listen. I'm like, I just have five minutes left in this book. Let me just finish it up. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I'll like Sometimes read I'll a find physical a book and then I'll put on my audio when I like actually turn out the light. That's it's great when I have a new puzzle because then I'll, I'll do my puzzle while I'm listening to my book. It's the best. That was my big thing during quarantine is I would just listen to uh, audiobooks mm-hmm. end on end while doing a puzzle. <laughs> that was my sanity okay. saver. <laughs> I can do it while I'm cleaning. I can listen while I'm driving, mostly. But some people listen, like Colleen, you listen everywhere. I really, if I'm walking, I have trouble. I'll start out okay. And then I'm like, oh, look at the house. Look at the dogs. <laughs> and I just stop listening. I can't listen if I'm cooking, though. I really have to pay attention to what I'm cooking, especially if it's like a new recipe. Like all of a sudden, I'm burning the chicken. 
Because I've been listening to my phone. <laughs> so that's one thing I'll I I'll listen can't do. and start scrolling my phone and I'll be like, oh no, put the phone down, Lindsay. <laughs> and then I have to go back, which is annoying. So I try to do it when I'm not, when I don't have to have my phone in my hands because otherwise I won't re- listen at all. Well, the best thing is when I got like wireless headphones. So I put them in as I'm getting ready for work in the I morning. walk away. <laughs> Phenomenal. I have to put my phone in a very specific spot in my house. So if I can to reach the whole house. Because my house is not very oh, big, wow. but it's still, um, if I leave it in the bedroom, I can't go to the kitchen. So I have to leave it in like the middle of the house. Okay. Sometimes I forget and I walk out to the dumpster because I live in an apartment complex and I'll get to the dumpster and I'll lose connection. <laughs> and I'm yeah, like, like, oh no. And I like, run back to the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that happens a lot. Especially when I'm gardening outside because the yard's bigger than the house. I have to mm-hmm. like move my phone with me and it's it can get annoying. <laughs> yeah i like listening on long car rides especially if i know the length of the trip so i was like oh well if i there and back is like half the book so yeah. so what is everyone's favorite thing about listening to audiobooks like why why do you prefer audiobooks over to reading it's because like i don't have these stories Sorry. Yeah, yeah i like a good story so i like movies tv reading or listening it's all the same it's just good I just like a distraction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I don't have time to sit down and read anymore. I just have to something to do. I'm just constantly cleaning my house. I feel like so <laughs> I'm happy that I can be entertained while doing that. I also put unnecessary pressure on myself to be like, I need to finish ten books in two months or whatever. So audiobooks <laughs> do help me do that, but I don't know why. Like I'm like, you have to do this. <laughs> That's why I read and listen. I have like a book every you know at work at home. Yeah. By my bed, in the car. It, you know, <laughs> so an audio just adds like an additional book that I can finish in the month or year or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Well, December is really bad. I'm like, oh my God, I'm 30 books behind. I'm not going to meet my goal. And then I like, <laughs> I'm, I'm upsetting myself yeah. for no reason. Exactly. That's when I start reading I graphic novels. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like killing myself for it. <laughs> they're just nice to listen to. Especially when they're well done. It's just really entertaining. I feel like it's it's much easier to listen to many as opposed to reading physically many because you can kind of be like, oh, well, this one's two hours and this one's eight hours. And I think the average YA audiobook is like between seven and eight hours. And then you get your big chunky fantasy books, which are like <laughs> 20 hours. I listened to really it like on 10 audio. hours. Listen on the right speed. Oof. Oh, yeah. Oof. I listened to it on, I got, had that on Audible. I had to have that at like, I had that at 2.8 because it was the second time I read it. So, I oh, okay. Work. So, I read it one time and one time only. It was on audio and it was 45 hours or something. And Crap. it took me two months to like <laughs> listen, which is pretty good for me because that was kind of. That was two years ago. I don't, I think it was 2019. And what is I time? was just really <laughs> getting into audiobooks. I was very particular. I'm still picky, but at that point, I was really picky about what I listened to. But Stephen Weber was phenomenal. And I want to listen to it again. <laughs> but it's so long. I just don't want to take, like, I have, there's so many, I don't reread. There's so many books. I can't reread. Yeah, I don't reread a lot. Just, I've read, read Harry Potter a million times and then Game of Thrones a few times. And then it's just the big, you know the longest series ever. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I really liked the audio for it. It's really um, yeah. I don't so, think I've read one a Stephen King book 
I just listen to them oh. when they come out in a long time. He always seems to have really creepy narrators. I know a lot of authors will just doing our author series. Some of the questions we asked were, um, do you guys pick your audiobook narrators? And a lot of them get audition tapes from a select number that the publishers pick out and they'll decide, oh, well, I prefer this one. They're like, oh, good. We like that one too. <laughs> Being an audiobook narrator is like one of my life goals. I wish I could do it. I wish I knew how to like start. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Well, for me, I'd have to learn how to talk a lot slower, I'd imagine. <laughs> and like not mumble. I do mumble. I, yeah, I'm not saying I would be good at it. I just really want to do it. Yeah, I think that'd be I fun. think it would be really fun. <laughs> I noticed a lot of books that came out in audiobook, I guess, because a lot of people in quarantine were recording at home. They weren't as crisp as normal and you could hear like people swallowing like super hard in them very interesting work from home <laughs> wow i never thought it, i i've never noticed that but it's probably true so let's talk about some of our favorites i think we might do by genre so i'll go with since we talked about creepy audiobooks a little bit What's the creepiest either narrator or audiobook you ever listened to? Mine was Steven Weber, who, who read It, and I have It in my YA collection, so I'm allowed to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So yeah, he was I my, it in my favorite. YA collection as well, yeah. His Pennywise was scary. Well, you know what was good that I from this year was um, None Shall Sleep. Oh, I read that. I didn't. Oh, so creepy. Loved it. I loved that one. I always describe it as like Sons of the Lambs for teens. Mm -hmm. And it was just like, everything about it was so creepy. And um, I listened to um, Horrid by Katrina Leno last year. And I thought it was good. I call it like the intro to horror. If you have a teen who like really isn't into horror, but wants to dip their toes, it'd be perfect. For me, it was a little like, I wanted to be scared. <laughs> I read it. And it well, was not I that scary. Because I just put that on my to read list. It's not that good. I mean, it's, it's creepy, it's good. but it's not bad. It's just not super, super scary. It's not going to have, like, your jump scares like you would have in a, in a movie or, in, like, that type of setting. But if you're used to reading the horror genre, you might get into what might be coming up next. Mm -hmm. I also listened to, what else was this year? Um, the Initial Insult, which is oh, yeah. horrifying on audiobooks. So, that was a great audiobook. I was just reading the description for number two. Oof. Can't yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. I think Mindy McGinnis is one of my favorite oh, yeah, authors now. Oh yeah, for sure. Like, I just started getting into her recently. She's so good. Mm -hmm. She's cool. And it's just like awful and horrifying. And the initial insult is weird and mm -hmm. out there, but the, uh, her other two are more realistic, but like they're still like... Be Not Far From Me was one mm -hmm. of the first audiobooks that I was like, oh my god, this yeah, is so great good. Audiobook. This is amazing. And then I was like, I got to read more audiobooks. <laughs> For some reason, it was Brittany Presley, who I know from other books. She did her Southern accent or wherever she was from. It was so good. And she was lost in the woods. It was crazy. Mm -hmm. It was so scary <laughs> and awful and gross. Yeah. I, <laughs> I loved it. And it's not long at all. No, that was a really short one. Yeah. But yeah, the initial insult was definitely, oh, wow. That's my top of the year, I think. Yeah. Okay. At least for horror. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't read a lot of scary. That's all I read for the month of October. Ooh. But it was like, I read some nonfiction. Like, I read um, Mindhunter. 
and oh, cool. uh, the devil in the white city those were all right so you know there was they were creepy because they were nonfiction, so i couldn't really expect it to be as fun as the fiction ones yeah as much as fun when they're talking about murdering people horribly um <laughs> I remember listening to Stall Kill Girls by Claire Legrand, and there's like some sort of creature demon in the book, and the narrator's voice for that was like you could hear like the bone chillingness in her in her voice, and just like the weirdness of everything. I love it yeah. when they do like different voices and they like go hard. It's like it's their time to shine. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of different voices, you briefly mentioned accents. Are there any audiobooks where you're like you're like this person has a great accent? Well, I have trouble. She had a, a maybe a southern accent, but if it's like a British or English accent, I really have a trouble listening. I love British accents. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. Like I'm glued to an accent. <laughs> but I, do, I love but it, but I can't listen. I don't know why. I was just listening to the which is steeped in gold. And they have like Jamaican accents, and I, Ooh, I couldn't fun. understand what was being said. So I have to, uh, that's, I, and I, I was like, uh, so I have to go back and actually read that. So okay. that'll that'll be like an opposite one for me, where I wanted to listen to it, but I couldn't. So I'll just read that one down the road one day because okay. it was interesting, interesting, but I just couldn't. And it wasn't every word that I didn't understand. It was just like, and really, like sometimes I'm like, I don't, because it's a new world too. It's this crazy fantasy world. I had to try to learn new things. And also with a heavy accent, so I have to go back and read. Yeah, I can't think of anything that I've listened to with an accent in a very long time. And I feel like, it, unless it's like romance, I feel like it's often historical fiction. And I'm just not that into historical fiction. So I don't know if I just miss it a lot. Yeah, I listened to I, all I the Enola Holmes books. Mm. Those were good. I thought it was a nice, crisp English accent. I feel like it's either just American or British, really, for the most part. Yeah, I really only do American. <laughs> my ears, <laughs> my ears can't adjust to. Li- I don't know why. You know, because I have no problem like watching movies and stuff. But her royal highness, it was a contemporary, a uh, YA romance, and oh. it was Scottish royalty. So most of them have either British or Scottish accents, but the narrator did a really good job distinguishing different parts of uh, the country as well. Cause like everybody would have a different kind of accent depending on where they were from in England, whether they were like upper society, middle-class, lower class. Mm-hmm. I love accents. So I had to ask the question. Yeah. And then, <laughs> oh, you know what I love? Gentleman's Guide to Vice and Virtue. Ooh. Really good accents in that one. And that like one's always on my list, and then it just keeps read getting it. lower. It's good. <laughs> it's a really good series. It's funny and fun, and like the guys are. I mean, I'm, I'm about to say the guys are hot, even though I don't know what they look like. But in my head, <laughs> <really> <laughs> well, then they have the book covers. Well, yeah, you know, true, yeah. I like the voices. I'm like, okay, that I, you know, I get it. <laughs> what is everyone's favorite audiobook with multiple narrators cast wise or i really liked like a love story <gasps> oh, that had i think the three different oh yeah there were three mm-hmm. yeah and it was real good it's a great book we already mentioned the illumini files that was a good one an initial insult was great 
Yeah, that was in multiples. Oh, we are not free. I think Jacillian didn't just you read? Yeah, I think I read that because of you. I haven't read that. What's that one? Oh, it's about the Japanese internment camps, right? Am okay. I wrong? Yeah, and it's got a lot of different narrators, and it's really, really good on audio. I recommend. Thanks to Cecilia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I know we mentioned her before. I think Lauren Oliver's, a couple of her books also have multiple narrators. Yeah. Um, like, I think Broken Things. Yeah. I didn't love that book personally, but one of the narrators was um, April from Grey's Anatomy, and she's just so yeah, she good. Yeah, Sarah Drew. Sarah Drew. She's the one that does all the other ones. Uh, yeah, Broken Things wasn't one of her better ones. That was like probably the bottom of the barrel. Yeah, that was, was my least good. favorite. And I'm trying to think. So my, one of my favorite recent fantasy series is The Aurelian Cycle. Have you read that? I'm trying to remember what if that's... It? The second one's called Flamefall. Oh. It's Rosaria Munda. Let me see what the first book is. It's called Fireborn. It's got the dragon on the cover. It's phenomenal. Okay. I can't remember if the art. There's POVs in the book, but for some reason I'm blanking if it has POV like different authors in the actual audiobook. Mm. But if it does or it doesn't, that's it was a great audiobook. That's one of my favorite new series. Can't wait for the third one. But I can't think of any others because there's some that have like. More than two. There's some that have like three or four, mm -hmm. and it's really yeah. awesome. But I can't really think of any off the top of my head. And there's some I that see. have like multiple casts, like a cast of characters. Like I listened to His Dark Materials, and that was just a f every person that spoke was a, every character was played by like a different narrator. And then wow. you had like the omniscient voice was a some old man or something that's cool but, yeah like everybody was it was really interesting but i don't know if i liked it or not <laughs> it sounds cool in theory but then you get to it and you're just like wait what who's talking like what's mm -hmm. happening <laughs> yeah i mean i could see where it could get confusing that's why i only like a few <laughs> a few is good for me two three <laughs> i do like hearing different voices for getting into different characters heads because mm -hmm. i i feel like i can distinguish more between the people um yeah. like if it's the same person you're like well why is alex the same voice as andrew or whatever <laughs> yeah and that comes back to like the narrator you know yeah not being great yeah a good narrator doesn't definitely has to be able to do different voices yeah. and cadences and for sure i know a lot of audiobooks we talked about Sadie, and we talked about i killed zoe spanos are there any other ones that have like the podcasting element that kind of gets incorporated in the audiobook you guys know of not that i've read I know a couple that talk about podcasts, but I don't know if it features them. Like, I know Radio Silence mm -hmm. by Alice Oseman. That's definitely one. Um, I Hope You're Listening by Tom Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I haven't listened to those to know if they actually have the features of the podcast in it. I think I Hope You're Listening does, kind of. I just listened to that over the summer. And I think we're going to see more of that, probably. Yeah. I hope so. I really like it. I always think of I Killed Zoe Spanos, like, opening credits. 
I like, I remember it. I'm like, it's a real podcast, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it. Like actually listening to podcasts. Like I feel like when I don't have time to listen to audiobooks, and I just kind of want to be able to be distracted a little bit. I listen to podcasts. And a lot of them will be like true crime or things like that. So like mm-hmm. feeling like those two worlds combine. And sometimes when it's executed so well, like, like I just remember Sadie, just like you said before, hearing that for the first time and feeling like this actually feels like I'm listening to both an audiobook and a podcast is just so cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I definitely think there's a crossover between people that listen to audiobooks and listen to podcasts. Uh, Cause they're kind of the same thing. You're listening to someone tell a story mm-hmm. in a podcast in some shape or form or give her their opinion or something. So I think we're definitely going to see more audiobook podcasty type stuff in the future. Maybe even in the next couple months. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we should uh, jump on that bandwagon now and start writing books. Yeah. <laughs> What's everyone's favorite contemporary audiobook that they've listened to? Mine is definitely Be Not Far From Me or I Really Liked Grown. Oh, I loved Grown. I think yeah. I might have suggested that to you, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. You probably did. The audio I read, like, I listened to it. But you probably did. And I really liked the narrator for that. Yeah. And I, I thought that's probably why I liked the book so much was because of the narrator. But then I feel I tried like the narrator can her. make or break the book. Yeah. And I like, tried to listen to her do a different book, but it was fantasy. She did Legendborn. And I was like, nope. <laughs> Well, Legendborn was just wasn't very good. Okay, cool. That's why I, miss <laughs> I could not even finish Legendborn. Like you know, from what I see, everyone's like Legendborn. Uh, yeah, I don't. know. So, I thought I it was just because like I don't do fantasy really, and it was, I was really just trying boring. it because I really liked that narrator, and no, but I really loved Grown, and I was happy it wasn't Bonnie Turpin because Tiffany I... Jackson likes to. Use, well, I don't know if she likes to, but she does a lot of Tiffany Jackson's books. I think the last contemporary I read was Clap When You Land. Which and that was read books. partly by the author. Yeah, Elizabeth Acevedo does a little bit, does some of her narration, which is good. I and think I she's also that. a narrator on her own, too, because I think she did Pride by Evie Zavoy. Oh, I also listened to that one. That was good, too. Hey, and I love when I recognize good. someone's voice and then it takes me a while to figure it out. I was like, oh, yeah. I know you're mm-hmm. from this. I did that recently with a book. I was like, I know I've listened to something else by this person. And I had to like go through my Goodreads. I was like, oh, they did this book. I love when they kind of get pigeonholed into certain roles, whether it's like, oh, well, this person only does mystery or this person only does contemporary romance or whatever. Yeah. There's like, like one girl, I swear, that does half of fantasy. Whoever does um, the Ember in the Ashes. She's just like in everything. I always recognize her. I was like, oh, this is her. Huh. But I like her. She's great. But she just is in I a lot listened... of books. I listened to the second one. I wonder who it is. I'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this, I don't know her. Fiona Hardingham? Hardingham? So, like, look up her name and we'll see. She's in a lot of stuff. I say she's in, like, she's a movie star. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever liked the narrator so much that you just like click on their name and just look at all the books they've listened yes. to and you're just yes. like oh well Absolutely. I guess I'm going through this have, battle <laughs> there's one guy Robbie Damon 
and he was in one of us is lying they both die at the end everything everything highly logical like all of these really great ones so i just was like okay next next <laughs> next and then i finally was like okay i've had enough <laughs> yeah it's almost like you want the book not for the author but for the yeah, yeah I've absolutely done it i'm like well i know i like listening to them so i'll just read this because they're reading it i don't care what it's about <laughs> see i can't do that because if they sound too similar then i feel like I'm listening to the same story. So even if it's the same mm. narrator, but a completely different story, I'm like, wait, I realize your voice is from the book before. <laughs> so now I'm trying to connect them. So I have to do like an in-between. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, the girl, she's also, she does the um, Claire Legrand series, the King's Bane, uh, Lightning, whatever, Lightbringer. Uh, Furyborn. Furyborn, yeah. Which I absolutely love Furyborn and then didn't even finish Lightbringer because I hated it. <laughs> That's a huge disappointment. That's one of the biggest disappointments of my life. I'm sorry. I hate when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's also why I don't read fantasy is because I have trouble reading the whole series. Going like, through. Once I read a book, if I keep going, then I'm not going to be able to read all those other books that are piled up. <laughs> <laughs> Over there. I very much like standalones. <laughs> anybody's favorite fantasy i know some people said that they don't listen i personally don't listen to fantasy i can't tell you're you the last out time. of control that's ridiculous I, I <laughs> <laughs> the thing i like about audiobooks and especially like if you are listening to a fantasy book i feel like you're not going to get the right pronunciation <laughs> for certain things and i believe the author will tell them how to pronounce certain words within the series um yeah. same thing if you're reading something that's not in your own culture you'll learn how to pronounce certain words and different aspects of that culture i like learning that at least <laughs> yeah that is really fun yeah i think if i had to pick one genre to only read for the rest of my life it would be fantasy I went through a really big fantasy phase while we were in quarantine and I really typically don't like it, but listening to it and specifically, like you said, their names, I'll just start making stuff up and then I can't connect. <laughs> but I, I really like Kingdom of the Wicked by Carrie Maniscalco. I really liked the Cruel Prince series. I read mm -hmm. that and I devoured that. The Hill I Will Live and Die On is uh, Every Heart of Doorway by Shauna McGuire. It's an adult oh, series, it was but actually, so good. Oh, oh, I don't know. It, but it's the, like it's for young adult readers, and it's just so good. They're so quick, and I didn't get to the last one. I know there's like six of them now. I stopped reading because one of them, I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I know there was like the fourth one I had to like put down and skip yeah, and go to the next I don't, one. I think it, it was either four or five, and then I was like, I don't care anymore. I'm done. So that happens sometimes. <laughs> I loved the first one, Every Heart a Doorway. I loved it. And I was like, this is so cool. I'm so excited. And then it got, you know, kept going. And you're reading about all these kids. And then I think it came back to another one of the characters. It was, and I was like, I can't, I'm, no. Yeah, some of them, like, you have to separate it a little bit. And you have to be like, do I want to read this book? Or can I just skip it? Because that's the nice thing. They're not connected. You don't have to read one to read the others. Yes. But I just loved how short they were and how, like, I think it was, it was come tumbling down I didn't like. Yeah, I think that was one I didn't like too. I loved In an Absent Dream. I hated the sugar one. No, <laughs> hated that one. It was so like bubble gum. Ugh. But yeah, I mean, 
overall, yeah, that's a great series. <laughs> yeah, but I'm the opposite. Like, I'm not into contemporary. Like, fantasy became my jam with audiobooks just because I don't know if it is that theatricalness. Like, I don't even know if that's word. <laughs> but I just feel like they're just so engrossing. and It's so much more entertaining than, like, a realistic story that yeah, I they're agree. just different. Can you recommend read- one that's good for, like, a non-fantasy listener, reader? I liked A Curse So Dark and Lonely. I thought that I, was really great. Yeah, I have, I have that on my list. I want to read that really badly. People say the third book kind of tailored off, which I can agree with, but I stuck it through and I thought, I liked the representation. They have a representation of disability, but it's not like blatant. I don't know. I just feel like sometimes representation, it's like, we have to label that this is what we're representing. And it was just yeah. so nicely done. It's part of yeah. the um, I would cool. still recommend A Cruel Prince. That series is really fun. And that's one that yeah. just, I feel like the popularity just continues to grow and grow for. Um, and it's got some nice, some good romance in that. Yes. So that's what you yeah. like in the book. Oh, I do like that. Uh, let me see for like a one-off for you. Because yeah. you want to just read a book. I just, um, there was something that I just read who that was like a mix of horror and fantasy. Ooh. Um, so I just did it as my book rec- of the week. It's called Down Comes the Night. It's a one-off book. It was um, it's good, very good. It had romance, horror. I know what, exactly what it looks like. The cover okay. was really cool, which is why I read it. Because I like to judge books by their covers. So do I. Yeah. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> All right, cool. Any other audiobooks anybody wants to recommend before we wrap up? You know what? I, what a fun book. It was a mystery, but also had romance. It was the Inheritance Games, and it's the first book in the series. Ooh. I just read that like last month, and I re- I loved it. So that was a really good. You still, I still don't know what's going on. I'm waiting for the second book. So the mystery keeps going, but like it's not like you're on the. It's and that's not a complete um cliffhanger, but it's like enough of one. Yeah, I just found cool. that really intriguing, and it's not like horrifying and gory mm-hmm. and stuff. So, it's want a light mystery. That just made me think, has anybody listened to an audiobook and had an audible reaction as you were? <laughs> uh, I think in a cornfield yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there definitely. There was a scene that was <laughs> very graphic. <laughs> Not my husband, I was, like, I was cutting again. up vegetables at the time and my husband came up behind me and I was like, oh my God, that was really bad timing. <laughs> Not because of content of a story, but I was listening to the Shatter Me series. Um, I started that when I was like in middle school or high school, and I hated the first book. I thought it was terrible. I thought the writing was terrible. And then during quarantine, I was like, I need to try give it another try because it's getting popular again. And once I got through the first one, I started to love it in the second book. And by like the second or third book, they changed audiobook narrators. And I was like, wait a minute. Oh, wow. <laughs> Who am I listening to? And I've they, never experienced they, that. There's like um, definitely a change because it's a female and a male character who are the main characters and it automatically goes to like the female narrator doing both. And I was like, wait a minute, this is really hard to follow. I was surprised that it wasn't content that made me audibly be like, what the heck? (laughs) It was Mm, the narrator. Well, I know I made an audible gap, like I gasped a lot in the last book I read, but it wasn't YA. So I don't know if it's worth mentioning. (laughs) <laughs> what was it it's called last girl ghosted it's like a thriller about online dating so there was some twist at the end and i was like oh. <gasps> ah that's the best I was shocked <laughs> yeah i feel like in some i forget which one maybe it was one of us is lying 
but I like figured out who did it at a certain point and I like yeah. gasped. I was like, oh my God, it's, oh, no. it's this oh, person. Man. Like, and they all know. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best when you like figured it out and you're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> or that you're just know, so into it. <laughs> I know Kingdom of the Wicked there's no specific romance like they don't promote it as a romance book but there's definitely tension between the two main characters and I remember like trying to like cheer them on in the background like come on (laughs) love each other (laughs) and like of course there's like a million books that I'll be hysterically crying over I'll be sobbing hysterically and I'm just like and I'm not physically reading a book so it's not obvious why I'm sitting on my couch crying so my husband walks in I'm like it's my book it's okay I know I've done that while driving and had to pull over because I look like <laughs> I can't see because <laughs> I'm yeah. crying so hard. Like in every single Cassandra Clare book, I'll be crying over some <laughs> character. And I'm like, oh, God. And I know it'll work out in the end, but it doesn't appear to at the moment. I'm trying to find the last book in the series I was just talking about, An Ember in the Ashes. The fourth one, I was hysterical. I couldn't stop crying, even after it ended. Sky. Of the storm? No, is that it? Sky something storm? Something sky. I'm looking at it. I just can't read the words in the middle. Sky <laughs> something 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 storm. <laughs> you know, like, only, the, only the two words sky are Sky upon the storm or sky beyond the storm or something like that. Something like that. <laughs> I just handed the first one out to somebody just today. I recommend it's that like, to here, somebody all this. the time. It's it's like never on my shelf because I'm always I read like, the first one and I loved it. Did I go you should back finish and read? It. You <laughs> should. Oh. No. I know I don't have time. Yes, you do. That should be your priority. <laughs> <laughs> so, but that's one of my favorite fantasy I series. loved the first one. I remember being like, this is so cool. The characters are so good. That's Ember in the Ashes, right? Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tried to listen to that and I just couldn't get into it. I'm not it's a weird, fantasy reader. It has to be it has to be, I don't know. <laughs> it's a weird fantasy. It's a complete, like one that's a completely different world. You have to really, um, if you can get into the first book, then you know everything. And it's I, just... I, I always feel like I can't wrap my head around completely different worlds in an audiobook. I think I hyper, I can't remember if I l- tried to listen to the second one. I think I tried to listen to it and I read the first one. And that's probably why I didn't continue because I was like, I don't know what's going on audio <laughs> I'm <this> lost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm lost and i never went back to it <laughs> my final thought is that everyone should try audio audiobooks and they count yeah yeah audio rules i'm so glad we don't have to like listen to cds yeah the, the, some of the greatest things that we've ever done have been the audiobook apps it's just yeah they're awesome revolutionized my life it's so easy (laughs) to explain to a teen like do you have an app and they're like oh i can have an app (laughs) yeah i on my phone i can listen to this um i had a kid come in and he was looking i don't remember what the book was so over the summer and it was so specific he's like do you have this book and i looked on hoopla and we had the audio and i was like are you interested in the audio and he's like well take whatever you have and i was like just download the app it was so easy he's like i'm like do you understand he's like yeah i know how to download an app <laughs> <laughs> i was like okay yeah i'm but wondering cool how much because... more i would have would have read if listened to audiobooks as a teen yeah yeah and maybe I'm just old school, but I have to say, I do love the playaways. I don't know. Maybe because we were like the Walkmans. Like, we used to like carry our, our parents' Walkmans and stuff around. But I love the playaways. I could just like stick it in a back pocket. And if I could listen to a playaway own. in my car, I'd probably listen to them more. I stopped listening to them because I couldn't make the speed high enough. 
Yeah, that is the problem. Some of them, like, so, you just feel like it can't go fast enough. Yeah, so it's been a... I, but I was listening to them a lot until, like, the apps got really good. And then you I was like, I don't know. You need to make Playways Bluetooth-friendly. Ooh, yes. <laughs> and then I would totally use Playways all the time. Well, like you said, you get distracted by your phone, so I feel like just having it detached from everything else and just being able to, like, throw yeah. it in your pocket is so yeah. nice because then you could just focus on the book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to check out the Ocean County Library's website for more podcasts. All titles mentioned in today's episode can be found through the Ocean County Library, free with your library card. If you have any reader advisory questions you would like to be featured on future episodes, please email us at wavesofya at gmail.com. Until next time, happy reading.